I kind of had this sense that, you know what, everything's okay if you, if you just toe in line and you just follow along. But if you start to push back, there's going to be certain people that are not okay with that. Mm -hmm. And if I want to get answers for him, I'm going to have to have hard conversations and I'm going to have to make difficult decisions. And I don't like making difficult decisions. (laughs) And really, that was kind of a turning point for me. Welcome to A Home That Heals. I'm Dee, my daughter Bree alongside as we bring you more of our adventures as we seek out those profound, simple, God-given gifts to help our family heal. Now, we don't have it all figured out, but we're making progress and we're seeing God's work and it's amazing and we're glad you're along on this journey as we seek out ways to have homes that heal. Today, we're talking about difficult decisions on this journey toward a home that heals Sometimes deciding whether or not we're having spaghetti for the hundredth time or chicken nuggets for the thousandth feels like a difficult decision. But today we're going a little bit deeper and talking about those crossroads that none of us really enjoy dealing with. Well, today we're going to cover three ways to help make hard decisions just a little bit easier. And if you're enjoying this podcast or you know someone who is facing a difficult decision, I just want to encourage you to maybe hit the subscribe button, follow along, share it with a friend, and and hopefully we're going to spread some joy and encouragement because frankly, we've had to make some really, really hard decisions in the last few years, especially as we started to make the shift toward a mindset of creating a home that heals. And we know we're not the only ones. Lots of people have to make hard decisions every day. So this isn't just, you know, concerning your kids, but it could be. It could be, you know, concerning their health care and the decisions that you want to make in terms of that. It could be, you know, school choices or needing to go and have a hard conversation with your school about what's going on with your kids or how, you know, they need to handle certain situations with them. It could be friendships. It could be relationships. It could be church, you know, the strife and and struggles that sometimes come along with just being in community with anybody. So it, it, it's a general topic that can that can touch on a lot of things. But I just wanted to share a story to start okay. off, because I think this is when I really realized, oh, I'm going to have to make some hard decisions. I don't love confrontation. I don't love um, I, I'm a strong-willed person. If oh, you yeah. don't know me, <laughs> yeah, I've always been a strong-willed person. I bought I, Dr. Dobson's book, How to Raise the Strong-Willed Child, early on. <laughs> exactly, and I've lived up to that. So, but I have learned to rein it in a bit, and I don't love confrontations because, frankly, a lot of times I feel like because I am strong-willed and I have strong opinions, I tend to, you know push people away. And so I've tried to rein it in a little bit, (laughs) tried to be wise. But I did realize with my kids, I was going to have to get back to my roots (laughs) of being a strong-willed woman. And be a mama bear. And be a mama bear. So we had been on this journey of, uh, you know, frankly, I was just kind of the mom that, you know, I'm a first-time mom. I, I, totally admit I know nothing about what I'm doing. So I'm going to listen to all the experts. I'm going to go to the doctor's appointments and do everything they tell me to do. I'm going to go, you know, read the books that I feel like I need to read about 
how to raise a strong-willed child or how to, you know, deal with tantrums or how to deal with, you know, eating the right foods. And I'm going to follow their protocol. I mean, this this is great. They've got it laid out for me. I don't have to think. I can just do what they've told me to do. And I um, had been on this journey, especially particularly with a physical challenge that one of my kiddos was facing and starting at the age of two, you know, and I think we've told this story early on in another podcast, so I won't belabor it. I think you can go back to one of our earlier ones on who we were before we knew we needed a home that heals. But I, I I had started questioning, you know, the doctors and asking what was going on. I I could see that he was having some challenges with walking and I was concerned about that. You know, I wanted him to be able to run and play and, and do all the different activities I saw his peers doing. And especially because we had a kiddo that was just a year behind him that was far surpassing some of the things he was able to do. And, and people, um, at first just kind of brushed it off. And then we did start to get, you know, some, some feedback that, yeah, you know, there, there might be something going on. Let's check into that. Now you're talking about so-called experts like doctors, doctors yeah, and, different yeah. doctors. Mm-hmm. And, and so <clears throat> we had gone to this one uh, doctor and, and we were really hopeful, you know, that this is, this is where we were going to figure out what was going on and we were going to be able to get onto a, a path and a road and a protocol, protocol. <laughs> of, of healing for him um, so that he could ride a bike. You know, we just, he was, he was at that time, I think seven and he still, functionally couldn't ride a bike. And I wanted that for him. I just Mm -hmm. remember thinking Mm -hmm. like, I want him to be able to ride a bike. And we went into this doctor appointment and the doctor wasn't the kindest. Um, And we've had some really awesome doctors, but this, this was not one of them. He was not kind. And he seemed irritated and frustrated the entire appointment. Why? I mean, what was, what? I don't know. I don't know why, you know, we, we were just, we kind of laid out why we were there. We had been referred to him you know, from someone else. He watched my son walk up and down the hallway once. Um, That was it. When he watched his gate, he was looking, you know, for the things we had described, we were concerned with in terms of how, um, how he was walking. And, and he just told us, nope, that's just how he walks. And, and he's fine. And that was it. And it was like, he was, he was getting ready to leave the room. He was done with the appointment and I wasn't okay with that. You know, I, I I had always kind of been the person that, oh, okay, I'd nod my head and, and just take it for what it is. And I I decided to press a little bit more. And I said, you know, I I really, I really, I have a question and I can't, I can't remember what the question was even that I asked him. Uh, I just for clarification, you know, can I ask you this question? And he got very irritated and frustrated and I'll never forget he was again I could tell he he wanted to leave the room. He he wanted to get on to his other appointments and he had a laptop in front of him and he slammed it down and he said I don't have time for this and um wow. and he's fine and you can go see somebody else if you think you need to and walked out of the room. And I just realized how I I kind of had this sense that you know what everything's okay if you if you just toe in line and you just follow, follow along. But if you start to push back, there's going to be certain people that are not okay with that. Mm -hmm. And that I, if I want to get answers for him, 
I'm going to have to have hard conversations and I'm going to have to make difficult decisions. And I don't like making difficult decisions. <laughs> and really, that was kind of a turning point for me because before I didn't have to make a lot of difficult decisions in terms of parenting my kids. I really just kind of followed along um, with what what others told me to do and what, you know, seemed to be right and seemed to be good and seemed to be like it was working for everybody else. And I really started to go against the grain in a lot of ways after that and I had to make difficult decisions. And so this this just kind of came up because I, I've been really thinking and praying about those of you who are listening that maybe you've you've received that diagnosis or you're just worried. There's something you're worried about in your kiddo that he's struggling with or she's struggling with and you're you're wanting to find answers and you're wanting to help them and you're wanting to create this environment and this home that heals where they are able to thrive and grow yeah. to become who God created them to be. And and I don't want to lie to you that that does mean sometimes you're going to go against what everybody else is doing because really creating a home that heals and doing what's best for your kiddos oftentimes is just keeping your eyes on the Lord and asking him for his guidance rather than everybody else. So I hope this helps because I thought, you know what, I'm just going to bang this out. And, you know, what are three things that kind of have helped me as I face these difficult decisions I've had to make? And and hopefully they'll help you too. So the first one is is really keeping your eyes on the Lord and and realizing that he is a God that promises wisdom to those who ask. You know, I love as you get into the Psalms, you know, and and as you read the word how often it talks about wisdom mm. and how rich wisdom is and how good wisdom is and how good it is to seek wisdom. Not Wisdom isn't knowledge. You know, it's not that we need to be smart. We need to know the most information. We need wisdom is different. Wisdom is a deep understanding and a deep, a deeper knowledge than just facts. And and I think that's especially with the kiddos, you know, there were there were facts and there were there were things that seemed to be the right protocol to follow, but they didn't. They didn't make sense. And they didn't work. They didn't work. <laughs> they didn't line up. And so I I had to seek wisdom from God. And I love James 1.5. Uh, this says, if you need wisdom, wisdom, ask our generous God who gives abundantly. You know, I mean, he, he is generous and he wants to give us that wisdom because it helps us in all areas of our life. And so that that's the first thing. And can I just add to that that nobody knows your child better than you do. You know, that doctor saw him walk down that hall one time. Mm -hmm. You watch him 24-7 in all different environments. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first thing. But then the cool thing is, is that God knows him even better than you do. He made him. And so you have this resource to tap into Mm -hmm. that, (laughs) oh, friend, you know, don't forget that God wants to be invited into these situations. Mm-hmm. He does, like you just said, he wants to give you wisdom that only he can give. Yeah. And it just makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because there, are, there's so many times with your kids that you are baffled Yeah, <laughs> and you feel inadequate and you feel like you don't know, and you mm-hmm. can't figure this out because you, 
I, I don't know what the root problem is. I don't know what the root cause is, but God does. And God knows how to help you yeah. and help your child. And he gave you to your child so that you could be their helper. And, and so if you don't have it figured out and you don't know the answer, how awesome that we know the one we can yeah, go to, yeah. to get the answer. So yeah. that's number one. You just, it, we, and, and, you know what? I'm preaching to the choir because I can't tell you how many times I just start marching down the road to make a decision and I don't go to him for wisdom. I don't go to him. I just think, oh, yep, you read this seems right. And- I'm just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I re- and see, I and that was a part of my problem. I was reading lots of books starting out on my journey. I was I was reading every book. And there's nothing wrong with reading books. I right. still read. There's good stuff. I'm an avid reader and I and we're going to recommend books on here and all of that. But the problem was I wasn't going to God first. Yeah. And I wasn't asking yeah. for his wisdom to be revealed. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two. And I've got my wise woman sitting right here. Mm-hmm. Go to wise people in your life. Find those people that when you go to them, if, if you're going to go to them to for advice or you or you just need to talk. And I'm I'm a person that needs to hash through stuff. So I've got to talk about it out loud. And usually then I totally change my mind before I've even finished the conversation <laughs> with somebody because yeah. I heard my thoughts come out loud and it sounds ridiculous. You know, who if you need to go talk to somebody, go to wise people. Um, in Proverbs, you know, it says, walk with the wise and become wise, associate with fools and you get into trouble. And sometimes, and I'm not saying, you know, calling out friends or family as fools, but sometimes there's those people in your life that maybe you're really close to, but they aren't the wisest choice to go to with a big decision that you're facing. You know, if you're facing a really big decision in terms of, um, you know, the education of your child, don't go to someone that has completely different values than you <laughs> or complete a d- completely different mindset or their goals for their children are completely different than your goals. Think about it. Really be intentional about the people that you go to and open up with. And especially if you're going to ask them to speak into your life, you know, and speak wisdom into your life. I think one thing I love about coming to you, mom, is I know that you're going to listen uh, because listening is so close to loving. You can't tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> but I also know that you're going to pray before you respond. And you're going to you're going to seek God's wisdom before you give your advice to me. And I I love that because I know that I'm not just going to you for your advice. I'm going to you for God's wisdom because I, I trust that He's going to speak through you, and Ooh, that's a heavy, <laughs> that's a heavy responsibility, you it know. Is. But part of that is that going to people who are in the Word, mm-hmm. because yeah, you may not have the perfect answer right off the tip of your tongue, but if you're in the Word, it's just amazing how God uses His Word. It's it's alive, mm-hmm. and you'll read something that morning. Maybe I will have read something that morning during my quiet time. That evening, we're having a conversation, and that particular thing. It fits in mm-hmm. because his word is alive and it 
acts on our behalf to minister to other people. Yeah. Can I add one thing too? Is to, you know, you said to go to people, wise people in your life. I would add to that, seek them out mm-hmm. because you may not know someone. You may think, oh, I don't really know anybody that's ever faced this dilemma. Or I don't know anybody that, that, that might be an expert. But in my years of reporting, one of the things that I loved was figuring out who I could go to mm. and calling them up. I mean, it might be the governor of the state, you know, and I mean, I, I'm not suggesting you do that, but I'm saying you, you might be surprised who you can call mm-hmm. and ask to have a few minutes of their time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are really complimented by that. If you know someone who's wise in the Lord, who knows something about this topic and you think, you know, they don't really know me. Hey, I would just say maybe that's the exact person you should reach out to. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes you'll find that you make a new friend yeah. <laughs> in doing that. So just a And how tip. often do, when we go through difficult things, do we hope that <laughs> the ways we had to learn, you know, the wrong way, the hard way, or the, the things that God has, has helped us understand, how, how much do we want to share that with others? Yeah. Well, other people feel that way too, you know, and it's an opportunity for them to pass on that wisdom that they probably had to really earn. <laughs> they probably had to really you got that right. walk through some fire to, to learn and grow. And so, and that's biblical. I mean, I think it's in James again, where, where he says, you know, the only good thing that can be said of going through this stuff is that then you can help somebody else. Mm-hmm. So count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you go through various trials and tribulations, because then Mm-hmm. then you can help someone else. You've you've earned that wisdom. The Lord has given it to you and it's a gift you can share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I think something that I'm feeling really on my heart right now, kind of convicted about is I, I'm not always that person. I, again, strong-willed, opinionated. <laughs> Sometimes I throw my two cents worth out and I don't seek, you know, I don't listen and stop and be quiet and shush my mouth and pray and ask for God to speak through me. I just kind of blurt out what I'm thinking in that moment. And I really, I want to be a better friend and a better person that people can come to by being obedient in that way, you know, because I don't want to be dishing out bad advice. (laughs) I don't want to be, you know, telling people um, what they should do or how they should do it. I, I just want, I really do want God to speak through me and to use, use the challenges we've had and use them in positive and good ways, but not, not just be telling people what to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it, it makes me think of Job's friends when you're like, yeah. just shush up, sit back and let God work. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Last, last one. Number three, ask, why is this decision so difficult? And this, uh, this really is kind of a loop that I do with every mm. difficult decision. Mm-hmm. And you've probably noticed it because oftentimes you're the wise person I go to. But um, I fear a lot of things I've realized as I get older. You know, I, I, I again, I kind of thought of myself as a young person that I, I kind of had no fear and I just, you know, trailblazer and I, I go on out but I'm realizing I really do have a lot of fears. Hmm. And so for me, this has been a big, a big one. Is it especially around your children? I think it has come up more. Yeah. Mm, Having kids. I think that does that to a lot of us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. 
No, I, I man, are you there? You want to you want to send us a message <laughs> and let yeah. us know we're not alone. Yeah, um, because yeah, it I think uh, oftentimes when I get to this last this last one, this last process of making a hard decision and I start thinking, okay, why is this such a hard decision? It it comes down to this. I might have a fear of the unknown. You know, I I would love God to just lay it out and show me the path and, and show me that it's going to turn out a okay. And everything's going to be all right. I have a fear of man. You know, I have a fear of, of people rejecting me or thinking I'm stupid, thinking I'm ridiculous, thinking I'm crazy. A lot of, <laughs> which I don't even know why I have that fear anymore. Cause everybody already does think I'm crazy, but, uh, fear of failure, you know, of yeah. just messing up, which again, gonna do I'm gonna mess up and and you are too and that's okay God makes beauty out of our messes and um thankfully yeah thankfully (laughs) Thankfully. yeah but those are those are really kind of the the big ones I, I there's lots of other things but that helps me realize like is this if this decision is difficult for those reasons then then I kind of have something I need to, to work on, you know, that fear of man, why am I so afraid of what people will think? What, what is that? Is that pride in me that I need to just kind of hash out with the Lord? Is that a a sense or or fear of failure? Is that really a a rational fear or is it an irrational fear? Um, but then there also are things like, is this going to produce good fruit, good fruit in me, good fruit, spiritual fruit Mm -hmm. in our family, Mm -hmm. Uh, if it's not going to produce good fruit, then that's a pretty easy uh, no, mm-hmm, you know, a, mm-hmm. a pretty easy answer to that difficult decision. Yeah. Uh, will it draw you clo- closer to the Lord? If it's not, if it's going to push you further away, that makes it really easy, oh, yeah. you know, right as then. you're making that decision. Yeah. Is it going to glorify him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really the, 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 the end all be all. Yeah. Is, is how does this decision and this decision that I make going to glorify God. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Oh, well, just review those three things for us again, real quick. Okay. So number one, God promises to give wisdom. So ask him for his wisdom, get in his word and, and ask him, say, I want it generously. <laughs> give it to me. Lay it on me. <laughs> Lay it on me. Number two, go to wise people in your life. And, and, and again, this might be somebody you barely even know, or you don't know, but go to wise people, seek them out and and ask them to uh, ask them for advice. Ask them if they'll just let hear you out and let you talk through the process, or ask them to pray for you. And then number three, ask why is this decision so difficult? <laughs> and and if there's underlining issues or things that you just need to kind of hash out or pray through or get in the word about then um, then face those first before making that decision. Uh, so I I love I love hearing other people's stories about how they've dealt with difficult decisions, especially ones that tend because I think the ones that tend to be most fearful for us are the ones that c- could cause some strife, you yeah. know, within family or communities yeah. or whatever. And so I'd, I'd love for your advice. Cause this isn't, I mean, again, I'm walking through this, I'm making difficult decisions every day and I'm not always doing it well. And so if you could send us a message on Instagram or Facebook, we would love to hear how you've made a difficult decision, 
easier? You know, what, how has God used people in your life or, or his word to make those, those difficult decisions? But then lastly, and I, I don't know if this is, maybe I should have numbered it number four, but a, a hard lesson I've learned is how important it is to just then wait, wait on mm-hmm. the Lord. Oh boy. Amen, sister. Yeah. Wait patiently. Yep, yep. I love in Psalms, wait patiently on the Lord, be strong and courageous yet. Yes. Wait patiently for the Lord. So why does it say be strong and courageous? Because it's hard to wait on the Lord. It's hard waiting patiently, especially, you know, you might wait impatiently, but to wait patiently on the Lord takes a lot of strength and takes a lot of courage. And sometimes those decisions don't happen in your timeline. You know, I know oftentimes I have like a timeline in my mind. I really need to make this decision by, you know, June 22nd, because that would be most profitable. (laughs) That would be, that would make sure that everybody's happy and, or that would make my life a lot easier, whatever it might be. And then June 22nd comes and goes. And I don't feel that peace that God has given me. I don't, I, I don't feel like he has really revealed, you know, what I should do in this difficult decision. And so I got to wait. Wait on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, when, when we come back, we're going to tell you about a book that I'm relying on as I get ready to go back to school. I'm teaching part-time, as you may know. And I've got a book that might help you as you talk to your older children about making decisions. Here on A Home That Heals, a lot of what I do in a profession, a new profession, my retirement profession, teaching, I really applies. And I love how they sort of dovetail. And you've been talking about making tough decisions and what you've learned through your life of making those decisions. And as I teach life skills to ninth graders, one of the topics we talk about is decision making. Mm-hmm. And a book that I've run across, and I love the title, The Six Most Important Decisions You'll Ever Make. And it's for teens. And so if you have teenagers, I want to recommend this book. It's by Sean Covey. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great guide to discussion with your kids and helping them figure out how to make decisions or really recognize that they are making decisions and maybe they're not making them thoughtfully. Mm. So yeah. the book covers, you know, a lot of things like school. You know, how are you going to spend your years in school? You know, are you going to take your study seriously or not? That decision will really affect you the rest of your life. Friends, how do you choose your friends? You know, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. It, again, affects a lot of things. And you can tie a lot of scripture to these things. You talked about the one about hanging out with fools, you know. Um, so parents, how's your relationship uh, with them? Dating and sex, addictions, self-worth, all of these decisions that are outlined in this book, which, you know, it's just kind of a general outline and, and gives you a guide, but points out the idea that help your teens realize that they are making decisions right now that are important. And we live in tough times. I really feel for teenagers these days. I feel for parents of teenagers these days. Yours aren't quite at that stage yet. So Mm -hmm. we'll get there, but it's not easy. No. So it's kind of a book to keep maybe on your list of things to read and things that you might want to, um, that you just might want to add to your... And I love utilizing books that way, you know, because it does, it helps 
spur on conversation. Sometimes exactly. it's hard to just be driving and, and think of this off the top of your head. And so oftentimes if I've read a book, then it is on to the front of my mind to bring it up as we're driving to the grocery store or even to read to your kids, you know, especially teenagers. It's something you could probably read together and it sparks those conversations rather than just trying to have them come out of thin air. Right. So. Around the dinner table, you exactly. know. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, it's the six most important decisions you'll ever make. A Guide for Teens by Sean Covey. Just a little tip, and we just are glad you're with us today. Thanks for hanging with us as we talk about kind of a deep issue. It was an important one, but a little deeper than some of our lighter issues. Yeah, we'll be praying for you as you make hard decisions. I pray that God gives you his wisdom and that you'll feel at peace as you start facing some of those things in your own home as you create a home that heals. Follow along with us on Instagram or Facebook, or you can go to a homethatheals.com to follow our blog and send us a message. We love this community that we're building together, and we know in all things, there's got to be a way. A Home That Heals is produced in partnership with 89.5 KTSY. To find out more about them, go to ktsy.org.